I often talk about podcasting really as referral marketing on a grand scale, because just as you would tell another friend, hey, you should check out this product or hey, you should try this therapist or you should go to this lawyer because they helped me with this thing that I was dealing with. On a podcast, you are that friend and you're talking to hundreds of people at a time, thousands of people at a time, maybe, who think of you as a friend and trust you like that. Uh, So really, it is referral marketing on a grand scale. Are you seeking a better way to accelerate your sales, to scale your business, to live a life with no limits? Accelerate Sales Podcast features global experts who have cracked the code to recurring revenues with proven sales systems and get you on the fast track to scaling. Now let's accelerate your sales with today's episode. Welcome to the Accelerate Sales Podcast. You're going to learn three key things today from the guest. First is why podcasting is such an essential element in sales. The second is what you should put in your first 10 episodes. And yes, you should have a podcast and this will encourage you. And the third is podcast fade and how to avoid it. So welcome. I'm Paul Higgins. And if you're a first time listener, please like or follow at the end. So, you know, it'd be great to have you doing that and subscribing. The other, if you're a regular, really appreciate your support and always love those uh, reviews. Uh, welcome to Take Notes, of course, but there will be an exact summary in the show notes and you see me look down from time, time and write because I'm making them as good as I possibly can for you. So today's guest is a sought after podcast strategist. They're a speaker, an online course creator and a consultant and they've worked with brands like Salesforce and also John Maxwell, and they're brilliant at what they do, and they're going to share a lot of that with you today. And I forgot to mention, they've got their own podcast as well, which I don't think we mentioned on the show. It's called Podcast Strategies. That's how I found today's guest, and I love listening to it, and I think you'll get a lot of value out of it. And there is a great opportunity at the end that that uh, our guest meets. So now I'm going to hand you over to Danny Osment from Emerald City Productions. Danny, so great to have you on the show. Thank you, Paul. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, well, look, we had a great discussion around all things podcasting, and I thought, hey, this is too good to keep to ourselves, and we need to bring it to you out there listening or watching now. So uh, why don't we kick off with, uh, you know, who's your perfect clients? Who do you love to work with? Who do I love to work with? Uh, I, well, as any consultant would say, I love to work with clients that actually listen to me, probably first of all. Uh, but I really like working with busy professionals. Um, some of my best clients are lawyers, therapists, people like that who are trying to build trust with potential clients. And so it makes a lot of sense then for them to have a podcast and, and build trust in that manner. Great. And, and you know, you talk about trust, but what are some of the key problems that the podcast helps them to solve? Well, you know, It comes down to relationships when you're in those types of businesses, Um, whether you're a lawyer who people generally only want to come to when something big is happening or something scary is happening or something major is happening. They need to build that relationship so that people do trust them, that they are willing to open up to them. They are willing to share things. They're willing to trust them with decisions that are very massive decisions. Um, Same thing like with therapists or coaches or, or consultants, 
having that relationship that is almost um, a friendship is pretty key. And that's something that podcasts build. Uh, if you think of the average podcast listener, the average podcast listener is listening to or they're subscribed to something like six podcasts now. They listen to an average of 60 minutes to 90 minutes of audio a day. And so when they follow a podcaster, when they listen to a podcast, maybe it's a, a podcast uh, that a therapist is doing and they're learning how to improve their life, improve their relationships or something like that. They're spending maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes a week, sometimes 45 minutes listening to that person. And there are statistics out there. Edison Research has released these and Apple Podcasts has released these types of st statistics that 93% of podcast listeners listen to more than half or all of every episode. So really, after a few weeks, you have someone that has spent two hours, three hours listening to you. And there are a lot of people that don't spend that much time with friends. Uh, they don't spend that much time talking to their spouse yeah. or their partner. So you, you have this really strong relationship. And then when you're trying to find clients, when you're trying to sell digital products, when you're trying to do anything like that, having that trust, having that relationship where someone's a friend is pretty powerful. Um, I often talk about podcasting really as referral marketing on a grand scale, because just as you would tell another friend, hey, you should check out this product or hey, you should try this therapist or you should go to this lawyer because they helped me with this thing that I was dealing with or they helped me with that go to this realtor or this real estate agent because they helped me buy my last house. On a podcast, you are that friend and you're talking to hundreds of people at a time, thousands of people at a time, maybe who think of you as a friend and trust you like that. Uh, so really it is referral marketing on a grand scale. Yeah, great. And, you know, there is a the theme. It, it always makes me laugh because, you know, people buy from people, but it's, you know, it's mm -hmm. like the automation is now, you know, getting less, uh, um, well, it's never been liked, I don't think, but it's getting less mm -hmm. promoted. And now it's all sure. back to, you know, what we've always done, which is uh, yeah. human conversations, particularly mm -hmm. in sales, right? Because sales, ultimately, mm -hmm. all you're doing is finding out where someone is, where they want to be, and what are the key, you know, things that are stopping them getting there, and then how you can help them, right? And I think, you know, yeah, building that trust is so important. And, you know, you've talked a little bit about consultants there out of the mix. We don't have a lot of mm -hmm. uh, lawyers uh, I don't think we've got a lot sure. of lawyers. If you're a lawyer watching yeah. and listening, uh, you know, shout out to me. But uh, a lot of uh, tech consultants, cloud partners, et cetera. So, you know, how could they uh, work a podcast into their mix? Like, you know, there's lots of options. We can write a book. We could do a podcast. We could have a YouTube mm -hmm. channel. Why would we choose to have a, a podcast uh, over some of those others? Sure. Well, it goes back to some of the things that I've said. Any type of consultant, in fact, I'm working with a client now who is a tech consultant who specializes in financial advice for tech community, tech uh, technology sector employees, people advising on their career, all those types of things. So any consultant any in any field, in any industry, can use a podcast to build their level of authority. Um, like you said, you know, use the example of a book. 
you, if you've written a book, people tend to consider you an expert in something. Yes. Well, if you do 20 episodes of a podcast, that's something along the lines of 50,000 words. And for many people, that's a book. And in fact, we have podcasters who hire ghostwriters, give them an outline and say, here are 30 of my podcast episodes, write a book from this. So the idea of the podcast is that over that amount of time, you have the ability as a consultant to share stories, share advice, share experiences, teach people things, solve problems for people. I, I often tell podcasters when they start out that in your first five episodes, after you've told people your story, how you got where you are, uh, and in your second episode, after you've told them, here's what this podcast is going to be, here's how I'm going to help you, here are the goals, to immediately in the next few episodes, tackle the, the three main problems you see as a consultant all the time, or answer the three most common questions you get as a consultant. Because I guarantee you get them, you know, like they're, they're, everybody has that question that they hear from someone every week, or I have those questions from podcasters that I get through email every week. It's the same question. How do I build my audience? How do I monetize my show? How do I like, I get them all the time. And if I can answer those questions really quickly early on in my podcast, I not only have people now that know me because they've heard my story and I've told them how I want to help them, but I've helped them. And they are more likely then to continue listening. They are more likely to continue uh, and, and become potentially a client or buy my book if I have one or get on my email list or hire me to come speak to their corporation and maybe start a relationship that way. Um, that's really how it's going to work with a podcast is you're building up that authority over time. And then you create that warm relationship with those people that you've helped. Uh, and it, it may not be in the first 10 episodes. It may be 100 episodes down the road. But at some point, someone who has entered into that funnel in a way of your podcast, they will build a relationship, trust you, learn from you, and then need you at some point and will hire you. Yeah. And and <clears throat> what's... Uh... I know that you know you you're very well experienced in the industry. Mm -hmm. Have you seen any data as to where people typically start start listening? You know, I for me personally, I always start with the the newest and work back. But where do most people start listening to a podcast? Yeah, uh, that's a good question, and it it's gotten interesting recently. Um, to to frame the podcast world, it is still a world where Apple dominates as a company. Mm. Um, it is starting to shift. Just to give you some idea, Apple is responsible still for their their podcast app is still responsible for about 60% of all podcast downloads. And I would assume that's probably true in Australia where you are. It's still relatively true in Europe, even where Android devices are more dominant. Um, and then you have all of these, what we call aggregator apps. So apps like Overcast or Pocket Casts or CastBox or Castro, all these fun apps where people listen to podcasts. Yes. Well, they still use Apple's directory. So wow. Apple's still responsible for about 85% of all downloads. Um, and Spotify is coming in now at about 15%. Google Podcasts is coming in strong, but it's still Apple. And so recently what has happened is Apple changed their operating system, which meant they changed their podcast app too. Yes. And where it used to be that when you 
searched for Accelerate Sales podcast or my podcast, podcast strategies, you would see a big button that said subscribe. And then the first episode you'd see would be the trailer episode. Well, now Apple has set it up so that you have to follow a podcast. You don't subscribe anymore because they have premium content and they want you to subscribe to premium content. But that big button now says latest episode. So my answer now is I guarantee you, if anyone finds your podcast now, the first thing they're going to listen to is your latest episode. And that happened in the past a little bit, but it's going to happen even more so now. So it's really important. Every episode, your first minute is going to be key. Um, But to your question, even if they listen to your latest episode, you're uh, I think you're in the 300s now. I'm in just over 100. Even if they listen to episode 115 for me every month with our clients and, and even in the industry, um, we see about five to 10% of our clients' downloads coming from their first 10 episodes. So five to 10% of listeners are finding you at episode 20, 50, 100, the latest episode. And then they go back and they start listening to every episode. So that's why I talk about those early episodes are really important. Um, and it's also important as you, you know, you're hundreds of episodes in, you could start to consider, hey, I could replace those early episodes with information that is more current to what I'm doing now. And then let people know, like when I get to episode six, hey, for the next hundred episodes, you're going to hear some of my older stuff. You're welcome to listen. But if you want to stay current, you know, go ahead and skip to episode whatever um it, it that 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 behavior is pretty true that that binging behavior of going back to the beginning and listening through uh is, is pretty true for most podcast listeners now yeah and it was a bit of a journey when i went back and my podcast has had three brands so it had corporate escapees and build live give and now accelerate sales and to go back at corporate escapees and listen to the first couple of episodes i'm like well this is Got nothing to do. So yeah, I think it's a great tip. And that's what I did. I've and I need to, I've just written down an action now to go and update that again. I know. And I love that about podcasting. I've t- I've changed the title of my podcast three times. <laughs> Most people who've gone past a hundred episodes have done something similar. And I tell new podcasters all the time that a podcast is a great form of content to start with. Yes. Because not only is it long and you can you can chop it up and use it for different blogs and social media and video and all that sort of stuff. But it allows you to work ideas out. It allows you to put a lot of content out there. Ask your audience, hey, what feedback do you have? What questions do you have? Send them to me. I will answer them. And then you start to realize, oh, I've been talking about this for 10 episodes but every question I'm getting is about this other topic or this other area of my industry that I'm consulting in. Maybe I need to shift over there. And then people find that when they shift, they get more questions and the audience becomes more engaged and they get more leads or they get more requests to speak at this conference. That's why I love podcasting, because you can learn a lot about your audience through it. Yeah. And what's the blend now of, you know, like this, um, repurposing as you said so i'm doing you know a video now you're probably most people i'm assuming and you'll tell me in a moment are listening to the audio they don't always go to the video on youtube but then the video allows it to repurpose have you seen a shift in 
your client base on how many people are doing, you know, audio and video and then, you know, using it or repurposing it from there? Uh, I wouldn't describe it as a shift. What I, we, as a, as a, an agency, Emerald city productions, we tend to watch what is working and what people are doing and what they're doing well. And I, for several years now have advised everyone we work with that if they're comfortable with video, uh, to at least at the very least broadcast their recording live whether that's on Facebook Live or Instagram Live or LinkedIn Live, to broadcast while you record, because that's relatively easy. Whether you're doing something fancy like StreamYard or you're just putting it out there, because that's an audience. You know, you might get 30 people on a live stream, but you might be able to ask for comments. You might be able to ask for questions. And then if you do that, you at least start out with video that you can pull audio from, you can edit the video. And as we've shifted and changed some of the offerings we have, like for instance, in social media, we have shifted more towards video micro content than doing audiograms or like waveform type videos. We are now with clients that have video recorded, we will clip, you know, a minute from that and create an Instagram reel that has the video, that has the captions, that has the episode information in a template and post that because right now the clients that use Instagram a lot, uh, they are, Instagram's algorithm is heavily favoring reels. Um, we're, We're not even really posting video posts in the actual feed anymore because they're getting throttled so badly that it's not even worth the time for, for the client. Uh, but the reels are getting thousands of views. Um, and we don't, you know, we don't know what that means yet. It could be just be thousands of worth worthless reviews or views, but it at least is eyes on your content. Um, and so I think that's the shift we've seen is that just having it available, even if you're not using it now, you can come back to it and maybe use it for a course. Um, I encourage all of our clients to in the very least create a YouTube channel for their podcast so that when if we tend to use Libsyn as our media host, um, we can automatically publish every episode to a YouTube channel. Yes. And even if it's not like yours where you have wonderful video and all those types of things, even if it's just a static artwork with the podcast content and the podcast title and the show notes in the description, you're still taking advantage of YouTube's search engine. And even just this week, uh, I did a poll on LinkedIn where I was asking people, you know, uh, Spotify is telling us that more and more people are listening, but the numbers don't seem to be working out. What are you guys using? And I had 1600 responses that said a lot of people are using Spotify, about 60% of the responses and 25 was Apple. But I had a handful, maybe 10 responses that said, oh, I list all my podcasts on YouTube because I can search for a topic and I can find all these podcast episodes that talk about this topic. Yeah. And, and I think that's, you know, that's the brilliant thing of, you know, 
having it across all all platforms. Like, you know, for us, LinkedIn is our key platform. I won't deny that. So, um, you know, I've had over 3 million views in the last couple of years, so it's definitely my number one. But as you say, I've got a YouTube channel. I repurposed, like you said. Mm -hmm. We need to do more reels. To be honest, we haven't done enough of that of Insta, so we need to pick our game up on that. And and what about TikTok? Does TikTok and podcasting (laughs) go together? Like, tell me, I I must admit I'm absolutely addicted to golf Okay. Uh, instruction on uh, TikTok. I, I limit okay. myself to 15 minutes. I categorize everything. Uh, uh, I love it. But what about uh, podcasting? How's that? Uh, I, I'm probably the wrong person to ask about this because even though I'm 43 years old, like I've never touched TikTok, I will watch the TikTok videos that show up in Instagram Reels because I just, yeah, I don't have the time. Um, what I've seen is for podcasters, if you can use TikTok and you know how to use it, like you're saying for certain things, for certain aspects of what you're doing, you can get eyes. It's very similar to Instagram reels. And in that if you can include a minute long portion of your podcast episode, that is really uh, powerful and interesting to the people that are watching and they can search for that material, then yeah, it is in, in a way it's a glorified search engine. Like most of these networks are um but yeah i i I don't even have it on my phone so yeah well look i I believe me it's addictive yeah yeah. don't do it yeah (laughs) i've had other people ask about pinterest yeah um that's one search engine that i'm i'm getting ready to come back to as a podcast consultant and look at okay what is pinterest doing now in searches um how can we use promoted pins and things like that to get people to episode posts on our sites or on um, pillar posts, for instance, like if we have a certain topic that's covered with a 1500, 3000 word blog post, but that it also has media for certain episodes on a, on a large, let's call it a, like a a content sales page where it's mostly content, but it also has a purpose. Um, I, I sense that using Pinterest for those types of things now would be very powerful. Uh, and I know some podcasters who are also bloggers who, who generate a lot of traffic doing there, that. There you go. I always only thought Pinterest when I'm trying to renovate the house right. or when we build right. a new house, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, great points. And, and, um, around the sales. So I know for me, I build a lot of strategic partnerships because I think mm-hmm. that's a great way if you can get strategic partners rather than doing one-on-one sales. And I, you know, that's what I mentor my clients on. Yeah. But I find it, it's a brilliant way to build those relationships by reaching out, asking people to to come on your podcast. Where else mm-hmm. have you seen, you know, um podcasting become a you know a more direct sales path for your clients? I know the relationship, yeah. I know the authority, but how mm-hmm. else have you seen clients use it for a direct Sales yeah, well, I, I think you nailed it there. For most consultants, um, one of the most effective techniques that I've seen is if you have a podcast in a certain industry, essentially reaching out to any corporation, any company, any person that you would love to have as a client and get them on your podcast to start that relationship, make them feel like a celebrity, uh, use them as an excellent case study. But then you have the opportunity to start a relationship and show them what you can do with a with a public tool. Uh, podcasts, it, it 
I, I sound like a broken record sometimes, but in terms of any sales, whether it's direct sales, whether it's partnerships, whether it's um, getting new clients as a consultant, it's all going to come back to that relationship yes. that podcasts can create in a short amount of time because of the amount of time people spend listening to you. Uh, I've seen podcast listeners. I, I know it's true for me too, that there are podcasts that I listen to every Friday morning. And if I get to Friday morning and that podcast episode is not there, I'm hurt. I feel like, oh my gosh, this person didn't show up for me. What am I going to do when I go ride my bike this morning? Um, uh, you know, I feel ghosted uh, as a friend. And you want to avoid that. So that that's also the power of if you can get people to feel that way about you, where they really miss you, if you're not there, anything you recommend, they check out. Anything you recommend they buy, they will, they will buy. Uh, if you say, hey, I've got this new checklist that you should go download, they will download it. Uh, most of the members of my membership site where I train podcasters are people that came through listening to my podcast. Yes. Um, it's very, very good for those entry points in your value ladder that if you, even as a consultant, if you have an ebook, if you have a course that you're selling, if you have workshops that you're going to do um, sort of group mentoring through or group teaching or anything like that, a podcast is wonderful because you get that larger audience that trusts you enough to get into those low barrier of entry things. And then you can filter down to that one client that then hires you for the five figure contract. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's where I've seen it work. And then what I've seen be powerful about podcasts too. Once you have a podcast, it is easier to go to other podcasters yeah. and pitch them to have you on as a guest. Um, as an expert. And so you could go to podcasts with larger audiences, talk about your expertise and help that podcaster out. And I will say, I'm a consultant myself. I'm a podcast consultant, yes. uh, which I guess is similar to being a tech consultant. I'm, I'm dealing with tech and sales and all those types of things. But when I go on those podcasts, that's where I've gotten larger clients from somebody who listened because it's a larger audience somebody who listens to that podcast listens to that expert then hears them endorse me as an expert and they are like oh we have a podcast we totally need help with our podcast growing it or managing it or whatever i'm going to contact danny and i think the power there is that when you have a larger audience and you have this tribe or whatever you want to call it as an expert Experts endorsing someone who's even more expert in a smaller area seems to be very powerful and very effective at getting those higher value clients, the, the people that will uh, you know, hire a lawyer on a monthly retainer for $3,000 a month because they heard this lawyer talk about their expertise in, in intellectual property or something like that. And that's a specific need that that one client had. And that one client never would have heard you without being on that podcast as a guest yeah, yeah perfect and i'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be one of my my questions and the last question is about people are listening you're listening right now and you're thinking this sounds wonderful danny you know i can see all the benefits etc but isn't starting a podcast just too hard 
You know, I've left the <laughs> yeah. run too late. You know, yes, yes. I, yeah. I've already got so much on my plate. I can't afford mm-hmm. enough. You know, I just can't afford the time to do another thing. Right? Yeah. What do you say to all the people listening right now that are having that thought? Well, this might surprise you, but I'm going to say yes. You're right. Podcasting is hard. Um, podcasting takes work. You have to be just like I was saying. You have to be consistent with podcasting. You have to show up every week or every other week, and podcasts do not go viral. You can't create the perfect podcast episode and all of a sudden you're going to have hundreds of thousands of downloads. The average podcaster gets 120 downloads per episode. Yeah. Uh, if you get a thousand downloads an episode, you're in the top 20% of all podcasts. But those thousand people, again, are spending a half hour, 45 minutes with you every week. So it's very powerful. And so when I say, you know, is it hard? Yes, it's hard, but a lot of people find it very easy to talk something out. They don't fancy themselves a writer. They don't necessarily want to be on video. Podcasts are very forgiving, like we talked about. You can change, you can shift, and you can talk through a half hour of an outline of something you know, you're going to help people with. And you do that all the time because you do that in consultant meetings. You do that in sales calls. You do that when speaking at conferences. So it's a very easy transition. And then in terms of the tech, it's pretty low barrier of entry. You know, you, you're speaking on a, a nicer, I think a sure USB or a Electra voice. Australian yeah. plug here. Like, uh, okay. yeah, a road. Road. road okay. You got a road. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have a lot of road mics as well, but I'm using a hundred dollar USB microphone from Audio Technica. Uh, that plugs directly into my computer. And I record, I I am a testament to how easy this is. I'm someone who had a huge recording studio in Nashville and owned microphones that cost $12,000. I'm now a podcast consultant working with a $100 microphone plugged into my computer. And I record on QuickTime and then edit it. I could edit it in the tools that I use, but you can also hire someone to edit your podcast for you and publish your podcast for you. So it's pretty easy to get started. The harder part is sticking with it. And that's why I tell people you got to stick with it for six months because that's that's when you start to see that audience that you've begun to build a relationship with. You start to see the momentum. You start to see people recommending more people listen to you. Your audience starts to grow. You see those client leads coming in. You see people buying things, attending things that you recommend they come to if you do a webinar, a training or something like that. They start to show up. They join your email list, but you got to stick with it for six months. Um, we we have an, a term in the industry called pod fade. And that's because most podcasters never make it past 15 episodes. Yeah. Um, I'll give you an example. Like right now, I'll go from the big, big number down. There's about 2.6 million podcasts that Apple says is in their directory. Yeah. And about a hundred, uh, about 1.6, 1.7 million of those are dead podcasts that haven't released episodes in forever or only had one episode or no episodes. <clears throat> Most of them came from Anchor. Uh, if, if you, if you yeah. need a, a, a culprit there. Yeah. Um, but when the pandemic started in let's say let's say april of 2020 may of 2020 
there were about 460,000 active podcasts, meaning they had released an episode in the last 90 days. Now there's only 350,000 active podcasts. So in the span of a year and a half, a hundred thousand of those podcasters decided that this is too hard. I, I finally had time to start a podcast and I was like, oh, I can't do this. But it's also great because if you're one of those 350,000 podcasters right now, you have a much larger audience for a lot less podcasts out there. The listenership has just continued to go up and up and up, um, but there are less podcasts. So yeah. you got to stick with it. Can't pod fade. Spot on. As you said, you know, Spotify aren't here to get 15% share, right? So yeah. they're going to continue to to drive and mm-hmm. promote it. There'll be a lot of innovation. I know when I started, it was clunky, it was hard, yeah. and there wasn't many services to really help you, uh, you know, launch your podcast and to do it like now literally services like yours are bring you can just you know get on zoom with a hundred dollar mic maybe an slr camera if you really want to go out there and bang away you go just have a conversation like you would every other time you know, get a bit of a strategy a bit of a structure and, and away you go so look um at the end we'll we'll talk exactly how you can get some help from from sure. danny but uh danny are you ready for the sales deep dive absolutely All right. Well, we'll kick off with what are some sales habits that you do every day to accelerate your sales? Well, since I talked a lot about relationships, I try to do something every day that furthers a relationship, whether that's emailing a client and keeping something moving there, whether that's emailing my email list, whether that's creating my next podcast episode. It's something that is much more robust and deep uh, that connects with someone in some way that is helping us move our business forward. Brilliant. What about technology? You know, you've talked a lot about the technology for podcasting, but what technology you use to help accelerate your sales? To accelerate my sales, um, the one I probably couldn't live without right now is ConvertKit uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of managing my email list. And we're starting to play with a new tool called Go High Level uh, that allows us to build our funnels in there, manage our email list, uh, do some e-commerce, manage our membership site. And I'm seeing that will probably be the most essential tech piece in the future for me. Yeah. And this question might be a little redundant given what we've talked about, but where do you get your best source of ideas for podcasts? And maybe not the platform per se, but maybe even some suggestions on uh, on who or what you you follow. Oh yeah, who or what? Well, in in general, I mean, I get all my best ideas about podcasting through listening to other podcasts. Yeah, and I would say that as much as I listen to business podcasts and you know get ideas from marketing podcasts, I will listen to other regular podcasts and get amazing ideas about how to communicate with an audience or a a technique. And one podcast that I love right now uh, is called Pantsuit Politics. It is primarily talking about politics in the US, but it's two moms who were uh, both lawyers who are avid political fans, love talking politics and happen to fall slightly on both sides of the, you know, more one's more conservative, one's more liberal. Um, but they have wonderful conversations and they have this wonderful rapport and relationship with their audience. 
And so hearing how they relate to their audience and communicate with their audience has given me some of the best ideas that I've passed on or, or used to grow my own. Brilliant. Well, the last question is the big ones. So out of all the advice you've given today, what's one key takeaway we can do to accelerate our sales? Start ugly. Start ugly, get started. <laughs> the, like I said, that's one reason I love podcasts because you can get started and start to test ideas. And we talk a lot about minimum viable product and things like that when we're, when we're selling something or coming up with a new idea or a new program or a new consulting, whatever you're doing. Um, starting ugly, just getting something out there and starting to get feedback is the one thing that, that accelerates my sales more than anything. Yeah. And look, you know, I'd love for you listening or watching now to go back and listen to my first episode, right? <laughs> and you'll just see the journey that I've been on. Yeah. So you'll see my ugly. And I know that John Demas always talks about that as well. The only benefit he had is that he did one a day. <laughs> you know, yeah. that was his yeah. key thing. He got better faster, horrible right? Podcaster, yeah. right? You know, you just get better and better at it. And, and I think it's not just for me, for my learning is that you get better in life and communicating. I think that's mm -hmm. the great thing. Like now, if you've got to stand up and make a speech or something, it's a lot easier if you're so used to talking and it just yeah. becomes a, a, you know, it's like any habit. The more you do mm -hmm. it, the, the better it becomes. So look, it's been wonderful having you on, Danny. So everyone, you can go and find out more at Danny Osment. So we'll have the links, but it's O-Z-M-E-N-T.com. And if you go to forward slash pod, so Danny Osment com forward slash pod there you can find out about his membership which has got a, a brilliant slack community that's very supportive it's got courses to help you go from soup to nuts on creating your own podcast and yes i'm biased but i do think out of all the marketing effort that i've done across the last three years podcasting has been by far the most rewarding i've built friends relationships around the world and uh you know if you're sitting on the fence please jump off Go to, to uh, talk to Danny and uh, see if you can be, you know, as happy as Danny and I are with uh, podcasting. Danny, thanks for uh, sharing your wisdom today. Thank you, Paul. I really appreciate the time. Really loved that interview with Danny. And I was amazed by some of the stats that he said, in particular, that, you know, there's only 350 active podcasts now. So there's plenty of opportunity for you. But most importantly, how do you use it in sales? And like I said, those strategic relationships that you can build, I think is essential. And it's not that difficult, right? As Danny explained, there's great technology now and there's people like Danny that can do it for you. So why don't you share what you learned? Take a snapshot of the episode and share it with Danny. He would love that on your socials. Also, you know, the show notes will be there. A key summary with all the links that he mentioned will be in there. And also, if you really uh, love the show, why not share it with others so you can be a sales hero to them? That would be fantastic. Please take action to accelerate your sales. I'm fired up after today's episode. What about you? But hey, before you go, learning is just one piece of the puzzle. Now it's time to put today's strategy into action. Head over now to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast and share how you'll put it into action. Be sure to head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Tell me what your favorite episode is. And don't wait one minute more to gain access to your pulse check at paulhigginsmentoring.com. This could be the difference between struggling to get more leads and making this next quarter your best one yet.